When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. One of the best things about not having a lot of tanks in operation at the moment, well, wait a second, let me correct that. The only good thing about not having a lot of tanks in operation at the moment is that it gives you the opportunity to plan, review, and plot your next moves out. I'm at sort of a phase like that right now at home with my house undergoing a substantial remodel and all my full-size tanks in storage for at least a couple more months. As I've told you previously, it's given me the opportunity to play with a lot of ideas quickly in little nano-sized aquariums, and I've, I've had some fun. And of course, I've thought a lot about how I'm going to start my next botanical-style tanks, the full-size versions. So I thought I'd share with you some of the things that go through my head, because I like to do that. And here's an approach that I'm trying on one of them. I call it the transitional approach. I've talked about this before. I've never really quantified it with you. So bear with me if you've heard the idea before, but think this through. Maybe this is something you want to try. Okay, we've tackled the urban agapo idea a bunch of times here with the technique being described and studied quite a bit. Now, the repetition of wet and dry seasonal cycles in the aquarium, although fascinating and the most novel takeaway from this approach is but just one way to apply the idea of evolving a dry forest floor into an aquatic habitat. This is one of the most incredible and fascinating ecological dynamics in nature, and it's something that we as a hobby have really not attempted to model to any extent until we started messing around with this idea of replicating them around 2017. I just didn't see anybody doing this. Again, we're not talking about replicating the look of a flooded forest after it's been flooded. That's been done for years by hobbyists, particularly in those biotope design contests, and that's an aquascaping thing. And this is a little bit different. We're talking about actually replicating and flooding the damn forest floor, replicating the cycle of inundation and, and uh, drying, you know, desiccation. It's a functional approach. It requires uh, that you understand research and apply some patience when you execute it. And not just the aesthetics, they'll follow, they'll resemble what you see in nature. But the primary reason is not for aesthetics. So the way this would work is to simply set up the tank like our standard approach to creating an urban agapo, in other words, using a sedimented substrate. Yeah, of course we make one, you know, uh, to create a forest floor. And then you add leaves, botanicals, and perhaps some terrestrial grass seeds, even a few riparian plants, maybe some hardy uh, 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 emergent growing aquatic plants. You'd set whatever hardscape you want, driftwood, etc., in place. And of course, you'd have to water your little forest floor for some period of time, allowing that vegetation to sprout and grow. So based on the many times I played with this uh, agapo idea, this process typically takes around two to three months to establish the growth really well. And then what? Well, you flood it. You could do this all at one time or over the course of several days, depending on your preference. I mean, you waited a couple of months to add water to your tank. What's another few days, right? Now, sure. There's a difference between a five gallon tank and a 50 gallon tank, and it takes a lot longer to fill. So it's up to you how you want to approach this. I get you. And what you'd initially end up with is a murky tinted environment with little bits of leaves, botanicals and soil floating about. It sounds like a blast, doesn't it? 
And when you think about it, this is not all that different, at least procedurally, from the dry start approach to a planted tank, except we're not talking about a planted tank here. I mean, you could do aquatic plants, but it's more of a holistic biome approach. The interesting thing about this approach is that you'll see a tank which cycles extremely quickly in my experience. In fact, I've done many iterations of these urban agapo tanks where there was no detectable cycle in the traditional sense. I don't have an explanation for this except to postulate that the abundance of bacterial and microorganism growth in other life forms like fungal growths, etc., powered by all the nutrients that are available to them in the established terrestrial substrate, just expedites this product uh, process dramatically. That's my theory, of course, and I could be way, way off base, but it's based on my experience and that of others in our community over the past several years. I mean, there is a nitrogen cycle occurring in the dry substrate, so when it's inundated, do the bacteria make the transition or do they perish, followed by the very rapid colonization by other species, or I just don't know. An underwater biome is created immediately with this approach, one way or another. Doing this type of transition is going to not only create a different sort of underwater biodiversity, it'll have the collateral benefit of creating a very different aesthetic as well. And yeah, it's an aesthetic that will be dictated by nature, and it will encompass all of those things that we know about and love. Fungal, fungal growth, biofilms, decomposition, sedimentation, all that stuff. All the stuff we've talked about. I've done this in aquariums up to 10 gallons so far with really great success. So I'm completely convinced that this process can be scaled up easily. The technique's the same. Now, one fundamental difference between this approach and the more traditional, God, I love saying that, urban agapo approach is that it's a one-way trip. Start our tank dry and take it to wet without going through repetitive, you know, wet and dry cycles. The interesting thing to me about this approach is that you're going to have very nutrient-rich aquarium habitat with big diversity of life from right from the start. Could you plant aquatic plants in the substrate? Well, sure, you could. You could use them from the start or you could add them later on if you wish. If you're using one of our sedimented substrates, you'll be able to grow quite a few aquatic plants as we talked about before. I suppose the big question, the overarching curiosity that many of you have about this idea is why you try it in the first place. And I guess the best answer that I can provide is because it's a fascinating exercise in patience, experimentation, and fostering biodiversity. It'll familiarize you with the influence of the terrestrial habitat and the dynamic which exists between the aquatic and terrestrial habitats during seasonal changes. It's about process and transition, and there's so much to learn here. It's still early days. There's so much to learn and experiment. Every single one of us, when we embark on a botanical-style aquarium adventure, is playing a key role in contributing to the state-of-the-art of the aquarium hobby. Every contribution is important. Just enjoy the process. Stay curious. Stay observant. Stay experimental. Stay bold. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tenant.